Alrighty, hello everyone and welcome to the Reformed Dissenters. Thank you so much for watching us today or listening to us. Uh, if you're watching us, you're going to notice that uh, Joe and I have some headphones on now, which is a brand new addition to the studio. We've kind of got a new sound system set up, so uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Helps us uh, with much clearer audio and sound, so there's no feedback between Jake and our microphone, so really cool new setup that we got set up yesterday, so we're very excited to try this out. Well, my name is Bruce Johnson. I'm joined here in the wonderful state of South Dakota with my good friend Joseph Lasseter. Hello. And we're also joined by my brother Jacob Johnson back in Pennsylvania. Hello. All right. So uh, if you would like to share this uh, show with as many people as you possibly can, which we would obviously very, very much appreciate, you can do that by going to our website, which is drdshow.net. Grab that link, share it with all the people you know that might want to listen to some really fun content and very informative content. We'd love for you to help us share this show. And our brand new website, which we've been hyping up for quite a while, is so, so very close to release. We couldn't be more excited. Um, when that website goes live, we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. So I'm figuring probably by the next show, we're going to have that site live. We've also got our brand new merch. And if you're watching us, you're going to see this. If you're listening to us, you're very confused right now. Um, <laughs> but you can see us. This is my coffee mug. Uh, Reformed Dissenters coffee mug, which is... Just one of the things in our merch lineup. So uh, merch store is going to be going live shortly as well. We're working on getting our tax stuff set up in the state of South Dakota. So yeah, tax stuff. Woohoo. Um, but once that goes live, it's going to be very exciting. So all of that is there. You can send us some emails. And we would love to get some emails from you by going to our show inbox, which is drdshow at protonmail.com. drdshow, the reform dissenters, drdshow at protonmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Um, this month is, uh, this week is our last week with our theme this month. And it was the theme of January as well. And our theme is what does it really mean to be salt and light in this dark world? Um, so unfortunately, we've reached another episode. We keep coming up to these and it's so sad it's almost like it's a once a month once a month occurrence but mm. we uh got to push this back another month and we did two months with this theme which was really cool um uh, but now we've reached the end so moving on to our next theme next week which is very exciting and if you would like some a sneak peek into that you're gonna have to follow us on our gab page and uh you can do that by going to our gab page which is gab.com slash trd show so go ahead and do that that'd be cool um what are we going to do today? Here's our show breakdown, regular show lineup for us. We're going to start by talking about uh, talking about the current events, and we weren't we didn't have a show last week, so there's a lot of current events to talk about. So um, we'll be breaking down things with the Ukraine, talking about what's going on with the Canadians. Um, so a lot of it, I think, is is outside of America because there's just so much going on right now. So uh, very excited to talk about some of those things, and then after that, uh, we're going to be talking about the literature of the month and. Yes, this is our last week with uh, the literature um, we've been reading for the past two months, which is uh, The Confessional County by Raymond Simmons right here on our shelf, if you're watching us. Again, if you're listening, you're very confused right now. So, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yes, we're very excited to, to read that, uh, but also very sad that it's our last week with that book. Um, but before we can do all of that, we have to talk about the verse of the week. And this week, our verse is Philippians chapter 2, verses 14 through 15. And it says, do all things without grumbling or questioning. 
that you may be blameless and innocent children of God, without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation, uh, among whom you will shine as lights in the world. And again, that's Philippians 2, uh, chapter 2, verses 14 through 15. So um, do all things without grumbling or questioning, without grumbling that this is hard work because we have to remember who we're doing it for. We're children of God. That's who we're working for. That's who that that's our king. That's who we are doing all that we do or should be doing all that we do for, for God, right? So do all things without grumbling. Do them without questioning because God gives us his definitive word. Do it without questioning his word so that we can be blameless and innocent children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation. And oh my goodness, that line doesn't need any elaboration at all. It's clearly evident that we are in a crooked and twisted generation. Um, but that last part, among whom you shine as lights in the world, that relates very clearly to our theme. I mean, in a crooked and twisted generation, people who have the word of God, who have his ethics, who believe his word and his standard and have his just rules are going to stand out as lights in a crooked and twisted generation. So we need to remember these things throughout this week. And, and as we work for the kingdom of God this week, remember to do it without grumbling and questioning so that we can stand out as lights in this crooked and twisted generation. All right, so let's get into the current events. And uh, Jake, as always, we'll have you kick it off. All righty. So I have two articles that I'm talking about, both talking about the same thing. I've just decided to pick two in order to just show show what I'm talking about. But um, they're both talking about uh, Gavin Newsom's new communist utopia. Oh. Uh, we all know this, but uh, he has now taken one of the biggest steps in creating his own little China wow. in California. Oh, lovely. What did he do Recently, now? Recently, Gavin Newsom has created a, uh, a uh, bill which was will basically silence any news source he deems to be false. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So state-sponsored news. That's that's where we're at yeah. now. In America. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, just totally go against the whole First Amendment. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, of course, you, you know, they don't really care about the Constitution yeah. either. Yeah. I mean, you want to talk about the social compact being annihilated. That That is one of the best examples. They don't care. I mean... People all the time are like, well, we're not, we couldn't possibly lose our freedoms in this country because of the Constitution, this wonderful document, which, you know, it is a, it's a pretty good document, right? But it's, it's not alive. It's a piece of paper. <laughs> Ultimately, there is a, a, a social compact that has to happen. We have to agree to live by this compact. We have to agree to live by this document. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and... <clears throat> Just for anyone in our audience, they want to do further research on this plan. It is called the Office of Community Partnerships and Strategic Communication. <laughs> wow. Fascism. Uh, this is a part of his new um, SMARTER plan, which is an acronym. Uh, and I just looked it up, what it stands for. 
and it stands for Shots, Masks, Awareness, Readiness, Testing, Education, and RX Treatments. Wow. Wow. So, like, basically what they're doing is outlining everything that they shouldn't be involved in. Brilliant. Okay. Cool. Well, I'm glad they've compiled that list. So, that's good. Now, the... <laughs> The one article that I was looking extensively from, it had a lot of vague terms. Like hmm. it would it would just say partnerships. It wouldn't go into any detail as to what partnerships or who they partnering partnering up with. And so it, it it was very vague and of course the understanding is that they're partnering up with other news sources with mm. with news sources that they you know believe or they trust or aren't aren't spreading misinformation see <laughs> um, yeah cnn yeah exactly yeah the ones that they paid to tell them what to say yeah and he literally points out that um oan uh newsmax and fox news are um disinformation <laughs> so those wow. are definitely not on the list yeah yep and there were some hints at they at some of the things that would be done to silence these sources is not allowing them in press conferences wow yeah so so they're not allowed to have access to the information that could potentially like Let's say, for sake of argument, they are misinformation. Now they're not being allowed access to the information if they wanted to change their ways and not be misinformation. Like, that breaks down the whole their misinformation argument when you say, yeah, they're telling lies, but we're also not going to give them access to the truth. <laughs> you know, like, you don't have access to hear what we're saying, um, even though what you're saying that we are saying is a complete lie. So we're going to stop you from having access to hearing what we're saying. It's like, sounds like what? Sounds like China and how <laughs> yeah. China can regulate all the different news sources that, or yeah, regulate yeah. all those yeah. news oh, sources exactly. that they're allowed to. Yep. Yeah, I love Jake. I mean, I love that Jake said that. He's like, Gavin Newsom is making steps towards making California his own little mini China. <laughs> mm. <laughs> because that's that's what China is doing. You know, they've yeah. they've created their own news that now is the the news of the of the state and so in every every other news system is fake news or misinformation yep so that that we don't we don't fully know what this plan involves and what exactly he's going to be doing with it uh i'm i'm kind of assuming but from good like understanding as to what's going on in this that he'll be not allowing them in press conferences i mean i i don't i don't see what else he would stop them from doing especially because of the constitutional right of allowing them to have free speech mm, yeah so he can't entirely shut them down however he i, I think he can say from office saying these people are people to trust and these people are not people to trust. Yeah. Um, but this all comes from, and his reasoning for this was because recently a police officer died 
from COVID after refusing to take the jab. Oh my goodness. He, he first of all lost his <clears throat> job because he, he refused to take the jab. Wow. Wow. But then he died from COVID, and so they feel vindicated. Wow. Um, uh, it's, we've been saying all along that you're going to die from COVID. Well, well, there, there is, you will die from, from something, something yeah. you're, you're going to die eventually. But, right. but also, I mean, their whole phrase is correlation does not equal causation, right? And so them saying that he died because he didn't get the vaccine correlation does not equal causation there my friend um <laughs> you thinking because the two are not related in this case with this vaccine this jab right because what we see is you can a still get infected even if you're fully jabbed and and, and b it does not prevent serious uh side effects it does not prevent covid-19 from harming you yeah so correlation does not equal causation there you go. Right back at you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, uh, our audience is pretty smart and I think yeah. they already know why this bill and this plan is bad. Yep. But for those that don't know, this is a problem. <laughs> you needed further convincing. <laughs> yeah. 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 This is a problem because now Gavin Newsom and if this plan stays in control, then later on, any governor in the future has the ability to control the information. Yeah. Has the ability yeah. to uh, change, basically change the way people think. Yep. And and this is kind of like what we find in public schools. Mm. They, are, they are controlling what goes into these child's minds. Yes. And we've yes. already we've already talked about it and we've already seen the impact that has. Yeah. And the way it changes people. Yep. So you control the information, you control the minds of the people. Right. And and what they've done is they've set themselves up as the ultimate standard. They've said right. we are the only ones who are smart enough to think for you and right. to decide what is true and false. And I mean, from a purely biblical perspective, that is utter insanity, not just because they're the civil government, but because they aren't doing it from the Bible. They aren't using the Bible as their basis to say, here's why we decided this is true or false, which even then, you know, civil government is not at all allowed to be the ultimate source of truth, even if they were using the Bible. But but even at that, they're, they're not even using the Bible. So how could they possibly be any sort of ultimate standard to tell us what is true and what's what's false? Mm. Yeah, total insanity. Yep. <clears throat> well, that's, that's what's been going on in California. Wow. So. All right. Well, there's our piece of coming, U.S. Coming news. Coming to a state near you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, the rest. usually the rest of the country is 10, 20 years behind California. So we're going to get there eventually. And California is approximately 5 to 10 years behind England, which yep. and England is 10 to five, 5 to 10 years behind China. So it all boils down. We're going to be China pretty soon anyways. So unless and, we stand up and actually fight back. Mm-hmm. And I mean, talking, talking about this, them creating their own utopia sort of sets us up for, for the utopia discussion. About in the lit- yes. Literature. yes, precisely. So. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. That's a really good conversation. Yep. You want to add to that, Joe? 
You said what I was going to say. Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> what, did, what did I say? Go ahead. Now I lost it. Uh, <laughs> okay. No, we need to rise up. And unless yeah. we rise up and fight against, yes. we're going to be like China. Yes, 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 exactly, exactly. And call to action. I mean, that's important, you know, because we can't just think about how bad it is and sit here and do nothing, right? Mm-hmm. We still have a chance to stop it. We have a chance to move to places that are free, like South Dakota, Iowa, for example, Nebraska, um, and fix it. Figure out what the problems are. Study God's word and, and, and actually study what a civil government is supposed to do and where its boundaries are supposed to be, biblically speaking, and fix it. That's what we should be doing. And we're going to be talking all about that when we get to the next part with Simmons' book. So stay tuned for that. I can't wait. Let's hurry up. <laughs> I know. I know. We got, we got current events to talk about. But then we're, we're going to get to some really, really fun stuff. So stick around for that. So did you have anything else you wanted to add to that, Jake, before we moved on? Nope. That was it. All right, cool. Thank you so much for our uh, United States update. Now we're moving outside of the country. <laughs> oh, no, I was going to stay in the country. Oh, all right. Well, I guess you can stay in America for a little bit, Joe. We're going to have to kick you out soon, oh, though, because oh, we oh, got to no. talk about other countries soon. I don't so. even have a green card. Oh, what? Well, then you're out right now. Go. <laughs> okay. Get. Anyway, so the two things that I wanted to talk about was the mask mandate and um ukraine and russia so so you're moving out of the country i am gonna be but anyway um kvn black hills fox news in in our local area put out this uh, article called what relaxed mask mandates mean for our local area oh so apparently there's been a, a cdc mask mandate change recently i trying to dig into it but the cdc website is so confusing to navigate government websites you gotta love them (laughs) indeed but the news article states the cdc is changing mask guidelines saying most people in the united or u.s live in places where healthy people can safely take a break from wearing masks Woohoo! Finally, wow. finally, after what two years, we can get rid of masks. Because that's that's their decision, mm-hmm. right? That's mm-hmm. totally up to them to decide whether or not I, I have a diaper on my face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. New guidelines focus on on less positive test results and more at what's happening in hospitals. <laughs> so apparently, we are going down in hospitalizations. hospitalizations. Hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so well, that's. I mean, that's good. I would question whether the initial numbers were actually real and high enough to begin with, but Mm. all right, sure. Why not? (laughs) Um, And then towards the end of this uh, article, there's a doctor from Monument Health. I don't know how Mm. to pronounce the name, so I'm not going to try and butcher it. (laughs) (laughs) She, she states that one is a personal responsibility. Wear the mask. If you are someone at high risk, you want, to avoid crowded spaces and use uh, and the usual ones we say during the flu season. Cough or use cough ed- etiquettes, cough and sneeze into your elbow, kinds of things <laughs> like that, sharing the responsibility. Yeah. But her biggest um, driving point is everyone needs to still get vaccinated. Oh, gosh. Because wow. of all the new developing variants. Wow. Oh, that's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Keep jabbing yourself but, but with these things that do nothing. 
Mm-hmm. The vaccine doesn't do anything for the variants. They yeah. had to have a whole new booster <laughs> for the variants that came out. Exactly. The, the vaccine doesn't help you. And it. and That's I was immunity does. I was just listening to an interview with Peter McCullough last night, um, and what he was talking about was that the the jabs actually uh, Omicron more negatively affects people who are jabbed than those who aren't. Mm-hmm. And the 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 jab is like a magnet for this Omicron Omicron variant. The Omnicorn loves to go for people that have uh, been jabbed with these experimental chemicals and it negatively impacts them more than it does people who have natural immunity or haven't caught COVID before. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Joe. That's, that's all that I had on the the mask mandate. So finally, after two years of mask, (laughs) March will be two years. Yes. Finally, did you figure out what you're gonna do for the anniversary yet? Uh, like I a, wasn't planning like on doing anything. Or, oh man, Ooh, I was gonna man. have like a party and man, maybe COVID we party, should get you know? maybe we should get one of those <laughs> big white cakes that has a big mask. Uh, yeah, mask big, on big it. old mask on it, and then we syringe. have a sword that just yeah. Slices through I think it. we should slice the cake with a syringe. We do, you know, Ooh, we should do that. Just like all the way down. Two year anniversary to 15 days to flatten the curve. Yes, the two year anniversary of 15 days to flatten the curve or slow the spread or whatever propaganda they were trying to push. Now we we get we have to get one of those <clears throat> round cakes too, so we can flatten the round. <laughs> flatten, flatten it, flatten the cake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got you got two minutes to flatten the cake. There you go. <laughs> Which means we 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 cut it horizontally or vertically, so that then you eat slices off the top. So every time someone gets a piece, you're you're flattening the cake. You know what mm, I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Perfect. There you go. Figured it out. All right, I got all my <laughs> COVID anniversary plans done. That was that was good. I'm glad we knocked this out. That was probably the quickest anniversary. We I know. Planned. It's the best. <laughs> this is gonna be a great party. It's gonna be cool. I'm excited. Moving on to the world, the real world scariness. <laughs> yeah. uh, going on to Ukraine and Russia. Mm. Yep. We've been suffering a war. That ha- that Russia has been coming into Ukraine and has been wanting to take out Ukraine. A couple of reasons that I have found through various news articles is Ukraine is a big country for a lot of resources. Mm. Um, metal, the whole nine yards, everything. They have well, a lot. Do they do oil too or is that is that part of it? Or I should check. Oil export. Yeah. I should check eventually. <laughs> uh, I'll look it yeah. up later. There, there's a lot, you know. There's this is a can be kind of a complicated issue. There's there's a lot involved, and I know that um, a couple days ago we were trying to figure out what we wanted to talk about in the show, and and I was like, oh man, you know, I, I have some other stuff lined up, but I really want to know more about this Ukraine issue and what's going on. It's really starting to boil up. There's a lot that's happening. It's starting to really come to a head, and so I asked Joe to kind of look into it and be our head, uh, our, our point man on the, uh, on the research team of this. So we've got a, we've got a lot of stuff to, to chat about. So, so a couple main things that I I'm seeing just using the worldwide web <laughs> is coal, natural oil and natural gas, hmm. iron ore, bunch of other ores and just a bunch of other miscellaneous. Those gotcha. are just headlines. I'm not yeah. going to read all into the percentages and stuff but that's a lot of what they have right and, and from what i heard they're like one of the top 10 exporters in that area right i so believe it's pretty, so pretty big yeah mm-hmm. um yes so 
that's one of the reasons why Russia. Another reason is that I've seen in some articles is stating that <clears throat> they they've been trying to be part of a, a, a treaty called NATO, which is the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. Hmm. And what the purpose of NATO is, and this is coming from the JaronJosh.com uh, news articles that I found. <laughs> Jaron Josh. Mm -hmm. All right. NATO's purpose is to implement the North Atlantic Treaty that was signed on April 4th, 1949. I should have looked hmm. into that, but I didn't. Um, NATO, it's a collective security. Um, under the system, an attack on one of on one member state is control uh, considered an attack on all, and it calls for a collective response. So mm. essentially, there is I think was it thirty two or thirty four countries that are involved with in NATO, and a twenty seven of them are Europe, and two of them are North America, and then there's a couple somewhere wow. else. And pretty much, it's stating that. Let's just take Russia. Russia comes over to United States, then it's pretty much saying that okay, Europe's going to come and help fight us, mm. and all these other countries are going to help fight a war that has been targeted on specifically us because we're all big treaty and we all are in this together essentially. Yeah, yeah. That's how I have understood NATO. I could be wrong. Email us if I'm wrong, please. <laughs> We will big, read big topics here, Joe. Mm -hmm. Big topics. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, another. So the Ukraine wanted to join NATO, mm -hmm. right? And they... but Russia didn't want them to because then it would be harder for them to attack. Is that? Am I understanding properly? Um, I think it's one of the main. I think the main thing is the resource, but another okay. thing was because NATO is now going to be siding with America and with, with Ukraine. So well, America's in NATO. Correct. And Ukraine wanted to join NATO They've... so that they would have that extra protection, right? Mm -hmm. But Russia didn't want that because then it would be harder for them to go to... in and mm -hmm. do what they're doing now, but essentially. Isn't, isn't our, the United States already in sort of a treaty with Ukraine? Because in the mid-1990s, America promised uh, Ukraine that if they were attacked by Russia, that they would come in and protect. And wow. at the time, Ukraine was like the the third most nuclear. They had the the third most nuclear bombs of any country. Mm. And Russia and the United States were trying to get rid of their nuclear bombs. And so the United States would say that they would protect Ukraine so that they would get rid of them. Wow. And and they did. And so isn't there already a treaty between? United States and Ukraine? I don't know all the details. I hadn't heard about that treaty until just now. So I hadn't seen that in any of the news articles that I've been seeing. Um, I do know uh, past um, news articles or news on the news stations, they've been saying how Ukraine hasn't been wanting the United States to help out. Hmm. Um they want to be Has independent, maybe. Sorry. They have not. They didn't want no. United States, and it was a Biden thing that Biden said, "Well, we're going to go fight anyway." I don't know all the details on that, though. Interesting. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Gotcha. I think uh, another random uh, aspect of this is oil prices are up to $100 uh, a barrel. Wow. Which, back when Trump was in office, uh, it was at its all-time low of $14 a barrel. Back when COVID hit, it had, it had drained down to $14 a barrel. Wow. Uh, and then after that, it was around the, – the graph was showing it was – before and after that, it was about between the forty and sixty dollar range for for oil was mm. an average, and now since Biden's been in office, it's been it went up to close to ninety eighties and nineties, wow. and now it's at a hundred dollars. Wow! Because he shut down the oil pipeline. Yep. Which now that it's up at a hundred dollars barrel, and we aren't selling. We're actually having to buy, and other countries are having to buy from Russia. Mm. That has caused my my one of my thought processes is it's caused Russia to be able to bring way much more money in so that they could uh, fund yeah. more military facilitate or, these sorts mm-hmm. of wars, these sorts of actions. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Yep. Now I want to see how much oil it takes or we use a day in mm. our country. That yeah, would be an interesting. Yeah, definitely. And then see how much we're act- our government's actually spending on oil right. now a day. Yeah, for sure. Other small facts that uh, Ukraine, about Ukraine, is back when this first started, day one, I think this was Thursday or Friday when, they, when it had just started the war, um, a lot of uh, civilians have said, we're going to stand up and fight. Even if we have to fight with just our knives, we will fight. <laughs> wow. And, and that's when the Ukraine government started <clears throat> handing out guns to anybody who said wow. they're going to fight. <laughs> now, a couple days later, men of the age in between 18 to 65 aren't able to leave the country mm. unless they have an outside pass. Um, Foreign passport. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Things like that. Yeah. And so that they can fight and. A lot of the Ukrainians are willing to step up and fight. It's it's really cool. And I have put in a perspective of Ukraine is willing to stand up and fight, kind of like Canada. Canada has mm. been willing to stand up and fight with this um, truckers yeah. protest. We actually, segue. We, we actually have <clears throat> countries deciding to rise up. Yeah. And sure, one's being rebellious against and one's being um helping the government it's still great to see that we have citizens in countries that are willing to stand up and fight for what's right yeah yeah very uh nice way of summing that up joe thank you you're welcome very cool anything else you want to add that's all the main aspects that i thought if you had any more questions maybe i could answer them but that's all that i yeah, I mean, I wish I have. I wish we had more time to, to break this down. We're running a little short on current events segment, unfortunately. But uh, this is this has been really, really good, uh, really helpful information uh, for me as well, actually, to to help break some of this down. I've I've been studying so many other things and looking into so many other events um, that uh, the Ukraine was not uh, top of my list. So I appreciate it. Thank I you. I will state that a lot of this was a lot of this information I did gather from the. Uh, live feeds of fox news so Mm. i don't have a lot of specific 
okay, these points were gathered from this article because it was a yeah general generic information. Yeah, that was on our well, you know, news station. Jake and I will try not to hold it against you that you watch Fox News. (laughs) It's gonna be really hard, but we'll try and not hold that against you. All I can say it was my work that turned it on. I did. It was your work. I didn't have any choice of like, okay, I don't want to watch this. It was kind of more of a on your break. Here's what's going on. I'm like. Okay, it just got fascinating, though. I think that's one of those situations where you pluck out your eye and you... <laughs> right? Oh, my goodness. Wasn't that what that verse was referring to? I think you're going to have to say pop my eardrum because... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, we had a little camera issue there for a little bit, but we're back on track now. All right. Moving on. <laughs> we're good. We've had some <laughs> camera glitches. It's, it is okay. We're dealing with budget technology. This is what happens sometimes. All right. Um, so I'm going to get into my, I, I have a few minutes. I'm going to see if I can do this in six minutes. So we've got a nice let's little see. clock set up there. So let's see if I can do this in six minutes. We'll see what happens. Um, I want to talk about Canada. Ooh, Canada. Yes, yeah, so we got, we're, we're outside of the U.S. now. We talked about the Ukraine and Russia. Now we're moving to Canada. Here we go. All right. Man, I just led you right into you this. You did. Real That's role. why I was like, brilliant segue, Joe. Thank you so much. You're for welcome. That. that was great. Um, Canada's Trudeau revokes use of emergencies act. Um, on February 14th, Can- Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau invoked something called the Emergencies Act. And then on the 23rd of February, 10 days later, he revoked said act. So I uh, was curious. I was like, what the heck is this Emergencies Act that seems to give him unlimited power? If we're talking about, you know, Darth Sidious. He's oh, essentially... I thought you were talking about Aladdin. Aladdin. <laughs> oh, that too. I was like thinking Darth Sidious, where I am the Senate. But yeah, no, you're totally right. Yeah, he's he's become the um, genie. The genie. Yeah, with ultimate power. For 10 days, Trudeau was the most powerful man in the world, um, at least in terms of canada <laughs> all right remind me who trudeau is trudeau, justin trudeau is the canadian prime minister okay he's the the big bad there in canada um the emergencies act here's what it is okay this thing is insane i mean you, you want to talk about uh, overreach of civil government this is the epitome of overreach uh it was passed in 1988 1988 okay it allows the Canadian government to have enormously increased authority. They already had a lot. This like multiplies that by a factor of I don't even know how much, 20 or 30 at least. In the following situations, they have basically unlimited power. Uh, if there's fire, if there's a flood, if there's drought, storm, earthquake, or other natural phenomenon. Uh, let's see. Also disease in human beings, animals, or plants. Uh, wow. Accident or pollution um and uh all of these things that results or may result in a danger to life or property social disruption or a breakdown in the flow of essential goods services or resources did you just say social breakdown yep yep then he's probably gonna say that this um protest is a social breakdown yep. huh that's exactly what he did oh okay yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it was a breakdown disruption in the flow of essential goods Eek. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that because of that, he's allowed to have unlimited power. So wait, he just came out with that? No, 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 no. So on the 14th, oh, he invoked okay. it. And on the 23rd, 10 days later, he revoked it. So ah. it's gone. Yeah, for now. Um, the act allows the following powers and more besides this list. But these were some of the big ones 
to be given to the civil government of Canada. Are you ready for this? This is utter insanity right here. The regulation or prohibition of travel to, from, or within any specific area where necessary for the protection of the health or safety of individuals, and we know how they justify health and safety to meet anything that they want it to be, the evacuation of persons and the removal of personal property from any specified area, and the making of arrangements for the adequate care and protection of the persons and property. Care and protection. So it's as open-ended as you want it to be. Uh, the requisition, use, or disposition of property. The assessment of damage to any works or undertakings and the repair, replacement, or restoration thereof. Trudeau used the act to... Uh, this is like his own special flavor of... of uh, what do you call that when someone has utter control, totalitarianism? <laughs> it's own Trudeau. It's the tr Trudeau flavor of totalitarianism. He used the act to freeze protesters and supporters' bank accounts with a court order as well as to compel towing companies to tow away trucks parked in downtown Ottawa since January 28th, which they had earlier refused to do. I'm going to repeat that. Because Sounds like tyranny. <laughs> that, I mean, that this is the embodiment of everything we are afraid of. Everything that goes against the word of God. Everything that is wrong with civil government, everything that North Korea and China love, every communist, fascist, uh, totalitarian style of government, this is their dream come true. And it was created in 1988. What was that Ben Franklin quote um, to those who want to uh, willing to offer a little bit of freedom for security, deserve neither freedom nor security, right? They've given up a little bit of their freedom, which is snowballing and turning into all of their freedom uh, for a little bit of security in times of need, right? Which is why when people are like, well, if it was a real pandemic, I'm glad that we have the CDC and all these things involved to actually stop it. And I'm like sitting over here saying, uh, hello, that's not their job. Um, <laughs> first of all, whenever the government touches something, they're usually completely inadequate. They're, they're, they're usually so inept that they have no idea what they're doing. A private company, statistically speaking, is far more likely to do a good and decent job at something than the civil government. So that's step one. Step two, second of all, they do not have those powers, biblically speaking. There's no precedent for the government to have any sort of power like this. This is just utter insanity. Anyways, all of this Trudeau has done is setting a precedent for the Great Reset. I mean, everybody in the good circles, the solid circles, the people who actually know what's going on have been talking about the Great Reset for a long time. And really, you do well to pay attention to conversations around the Great Reset because this thing is going to shake the world when it happens. And it's not if, it's when it happens. This is important. This is setting precedent for the Great Reset on levels that we have not seen from Canada. I mean, like ever. The ability to freeze people's bank accounts to compel towing companies to tow away thousands of trucks when they didn't want to earlier. This is insanity. We And this relates directly to America because guess what? We were involved in this too. Biden 
asked or had the Department of Defense, or I'm sorry, Department of Homeland Security. That's what it is. I don't have an article in front of me. I forgot to put this down. Biden uh, told the Department of Homeland Security to watch the truckers' movements and report them to Trudeau. So we were essentially spies for the Canadian government. Two, for, for people, citizens, thousands, thousands of citizens who wanted their freedoms and were protesting peacefully. We were spies for them. So the next time that I hear our government is not rotten and corrupt to the core, I'm, I'm just going to laugh. <laughs> it's not, what did you, you take that back, Joe? What are you talking about? I have to say, uh, history repeats itself, especially in Canada. Government overreach for when the COVID actually happened for churches, shutting down churches, yeah. resting yeah. pastors and... I don't remember all the details on that. It's been, yep. it's been two years. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. A lot but, has happened. But the they are able to shut down churches, and now they're shutting down people's bank accounts and yep. stuff. It's yep. History is repeating itself back in Canada. Yeah. And and this is affecting um, American companies too because the uh, – what's that? Give, Send, Go, which is mm-hmm. an American-based uh, – like GoFundMe, but – you know, one that actually cares about their customers and doesn't work for the government and <laughs> doesn't do every, uh, uh, isn't at the beck and call, isn't a fascist company at the beck and call of, of civil government. Give, send, go rose. I mean, there were, there was $8 million that was raised, um, for the Canadian truckers for the freedom convoy by uh, again, because, uh, GoFundMe wrote, uh, on the GoFundMe platform, People rose, uh, it was Canadian citizens, American citizens, people all over the world rose $8 million. I think it was even more by the time that GoFundMe shut it down. Uh, but GoFundMe completely shut it down. I forget whether they refunded all the money or what they did with that money, but they essentially took that money and said, nope, we're not going to send it to the people that you want to send it to. We're going to make your financial decisions for you. So then Give, Send, Go came up, which I'm not sure if they're a Christian institution, but I do know that they uh, believe in at least American rights and freedoms, basic civil rights, uh, basic rights of, hey, I'm going to pay you to do a service. Just do the service. I'm paying you to collect this money and give it to the people that I want to give the money to. Just do it. Just give the money to them. That's all I'm asking you to do. This is a peaceful uh, uh, institution. Give them my money. That's what I'm at. That's what I'm giving you money to do. <laughs> um, but Give, Send, Go was not able to give the money to uh, the truckers because of this whole debacle with Trudeau freezing their bank accounts. It's insane. This is just this is January 6th again. What they're trying to do is scare you, just like what they tried to do with January 6th. And we talked about this on the show before. They're trying to scare future protesters from taking action because of, well, look, these people are still rotting in a cell over a year later. This could be you if you try and fight back and you stand up for your own freedoms. If you try to do that, we're going to lock you in a room. You know, like. <laughs> Not to mention, if you try to get all cash and try and pay with cash yeah. now, the the supposed coin shortage and the, <laughs> the supposed that if you pay with cash, now you're spreading more COVID around. Yeah, right. Oh, that was a thing for a while. If, I forgot about that. If they, if they took everything in cash that then the government couldn't freeze their accounts. But yeah, I feel like if everybody would have taken the I mean, cash how do you out, give cash to someone who's a, a country away from you? Well, I mean, you'd have to drive all the way up to Canada well, and what give I, them cash. What I'm saying <laughs> is people's bank accounts, they could have been pulling the money out yeah. and 
putting it well, in a yes. safe. Well, yes. I mean, you can also send cash, I guess, but it's it's I mean, who's going to do that, right? We're in this convenience society, unfortunately. We should be sending cash, but you know. <laughs> Although with this, with this, I could see a lot more people pulling cash out and not yeah, trusting banks yeah. anymore. Yeah, I could see that. That would be that would be smart, and I need to do that myself. <laughs> Maybe you should get it safe. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, invest in that. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, there's a lot more we could talk about on so many topics, but we're out of time, and I've gone over my time allotment for, I'm and we have a lot to talk Bruce. about in the current. In the literature <laughs> section, so no, no, no worries at all, Joe. I was Joe. a this talker is... today. No, ah, no worries, no worries. This might be a bit of a longer episode, so sorry about that, people. This That's is so what good. You say every week. I know it is. I might have to split it up into parts one and two, where the current events is one part and the literature is the next part, because this is all so such good stuff. Um, this is what happens when you skip a week. Yes, this is what. <laughs> yeah, this is. I mean, you got a whole two weeks worth of current events to catch up on and talk about. So, yeah. Um, before I go on to the literature of the event, or pfft, literature of the event, I've combined wow. current events and literature of the month together. So before I move on to the literature of the event, um, <laughs> is there anything else you guys want to add? Uh, Jake, Joe, anything? Okay. Cool. And I'm secretly over here saying, please don't add anything. Please don't add anything. We don't have time to add anything. All right, here we go. Um, so we just need to replace the White House with a church. <laughs> Oh, now, come on, Joe. We've talked about leaving civil government out of this before. We're going to have to have that conversation. The Huguenots tried that. All right. Um, so, Literature of the Month, uh, this month, and this is our last week with it. This was our, our literature in January and February. It's The Confessional County by Raymond Simmons. Uh, we're very sad to be wrapping up this book, but we're also very excited to be moving on to our next book, which, by the way, you won't know what book that is until next week, unless you are following us on our Gab page, gab.com slash TRD show. It's That's, a great platform. It's a it's great platform. Better than Facebook. Oh, so much better than Facebook. And I wish we were sponsored by Gab right now. <laughs> well, I was looking at the Gab page and they're not 100% funded for oh, the yeah, yeah, month. Yeah. So. Yeah, help them uh, help them get their money. They they raise their money every month. Every it's like month to month. They're hoping they'll raise enough money to stay active, and they raise that money from people buying pro sponsor or pro accounts, which we have for the Gab, our TRD show account and my personal account, and also by buying merch from them. So I've bought some hats and some T-shirts and mugs and stuff. So that's how they raise their money. So that and I have to say their ads are way better and more appropriate <laughs> yes. than. Than oh anything yeah. Else. I mean. Yep. Yep. Facebook. I barely am ever on now. Mm. Yep. I hear you. I'm pretty much totally done with Facebook. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, you should follow us on our cab page. That's the whole point. Um. You will see the book that we're about to read. You'll see that a uh, day after the show actually goes live, or you might see it the day of. I forget when I'm going to post that, but you'll see a picture of that and a link to buy your own copy of the book we're going to be reading next week on the show. So check that out we'd love for you to grab that book bummer that would have been just a great sale ad for gab i know we gotta we gotta be sponsored by gab some of these days reach out to andrew torbo and see if he'd be willing send to sponsor him, us send him yeah. this show say hey, hey can we get sponsored by gab what do you think what do you think we've got a great pitch for you yeah right right oh we've got camera difficulties all right we're back online <laughs> all right this week, we read chapters 13 and 14 in The Confessional County by Raymond Simmons, and we're going to start with our regular, regularly scheduled program. What did we find most interesting about these chapters? My first bullet point 
you know, before we get into all the fantastic content um, in these chapters, I wanted to call attention to the verse that Simmons used as the subheading for chapter 13. Uh, he used Psalm 127 verse 1, try saying that five times fast, which says, and here's that psalm, really good psalm, unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. This should be our perspective in everything we do to be salt and light in our society. We need to do things God's way. That The way that he's outlined for us in scripture, not our way. God needs to be the one that builds the house. Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Before I go on to my next bullet point, anything you guys want to add to that? Nope. All right. You're like, keep it moving, keep it moving. We got a lot to talk about. All right, here we go. Simmons spends chapter 13 discussing the ideas of utopianism. One of my biggest takeaways from this discussion was that most people imagine Thomas More's version of utopia. And by the way, Thomas More, uh, that's M-O-R-E, wrote a book called Utopia, I think the 1500s, which is worth looking into and at least reading just to understand the other side's perspective. Uh, similar, actually, to the utopia found in Lois Lowry's book, The Giver. It's uh, very similar to those concepts. Those two concepts are very similar. In fact, I, I probably makes sense that Lois Lowry drew some inspiration from that utopia, although uh, The Giver is more of a dystopian as opposed to a utopian. But the giver. Uh, dystopians and utopians are... Sometimes it's kind of hard to see the difference between the two. So, um, and we've got major, major camera difficulties today. All right, that's fine. It is okay. Sometimes this happens. Uh, but Thomas More's version of utopia, which, if defined in modern times, is it's communism. That's what it is. That's our modern word for Thomas More's version of utopia. It's it's communism. So that kind of utopia couldn't be. It couldn't be farther from what God outlines in His Word. Uh, discussion on that. I like the the quote that Simmons has on page 159, and it is, We see creation as declaring the glory of God. We see stability in our seed time and harvest, end quote. Yes. A thing to remember in this is, remember the French Revolutionary War? Hmm. Yeah, uh, they tried to go. Uh, they were fighting for a ten-day week instead of a seven-day week. And was I, that part of that war? I believe so. Interesting. And I, I think they had. Uh, they were able to go with it for two years, and then it didn't work. Yeah, yeah. I just remember it was around the. Yeah, time I of know the it's French been it's been tried multiple times historically and has failed <laughs> every time. Yeah, it, it, it's really interesting to see that god's glory and the creation of the earth which is god's glory um it all works together <laughs> and no matter how much we try to tear it apart wreck mm. it break it we can't we just yeah. can't yeah i gotta tell you does it shock you as much as it shocks me that god's truth is actually something that works better than our own man-made ideas i mean that just shocks me it, it shocks I, I gotta me. tell you man i did not see that coming did you I got shocked already because I'm an electrician. <laughs> oh, <laughs> different kind of shock, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but also a little bit later down that uh, paragraph, he states that freedom only makes ultimate freedom only makes more chaos. Yes, well, from their perspective, yeah. But yep. I all I also with that it reminded me of the Spider-Man, the famous Spider-Man quote with great response mm. or great. 
power comes yes. great responsibility. Oh, you said ultimate freedom. I like that. You know, ultimate. There is a difference between mm-hmm. just you know between having freedom and between ultimate freedom. You know, there's there's liberty mm-hmm. versus freedom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go go ahead. And and so with that quote, that made me want to revise that quote and say. With great freedom mm. comes biblical responsibility. Yeah, I like that. I like that, Joe. That's really cool. That should be our quote for our next shirt. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Oh, you just gave it away. Oh, wait, what? We haven't announced the whole shirt thing yet. We're going to do that on the next show. Oh, okay. Oops. <laughs> no, no, hey, no worries. Y'all got a preview it, from me. I just called attention to it, so that's just my bad, you know? Just as much my bad. <laughs> cool. Sneak peek for those who are listening this week. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Um, all right. So my next bullet point, and then Jake, I'll open up the floor to all three of you or yep. Cause there's three people here. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> On page 159, Simmons says that utopianism can be characterized as the thought that, and, uh, here's his quote, the Holy spirit can so bring the life of the heavenly community into this age that something more approaching the society of the eternal state can be realized than the church has hitherto exhibited. These are eschatological communities, end quote. Continuing this, he says, and here's the rest of his quote, if that is utopianism, sign me up. But it's not utopianism. That is simply believing that what the Bible says will happen. Uh, And then he lists a bunch of Bible verses. I'm going to have those scripture passages up on screen. So if you're watching us, you get to see those. Write these down, look them up, do some research on these. Isaiah chapter 2 verse 2, also Isaiah 11:9 through 10 and Isaiah 27:13. Uh, and Isaiah 56:7. And then Micah chapter 4, 1 through 4, Acts 2:17 and Hebrews chapter 1 verse too. So definitely look into those. And, and that's discussing, you know, what utopianism can be characterized by. The Holy Spirit can so bring the life of the heavenly community into this age that something more approaching the society of the eternal state can be realized. So that's really interesting to consider. Uh, Jake, did you want to add to that before we moved on? Yeah, I, I have uh, three separate bullet points. Oh, that sweet. I wanted to bring up. All and, right. And it's kind of interesting um, how they're kind of set up in that he, he defends utopianism, then he shows the cons to utopianism, and then he shows the solution to those cons. Oh, so yeah. It ultimately, it, it balances itself out. But I wanted to first talk about um, that this topic is a very interesting one. Yeah. I, I think a, a big question that a lot of us come to is what is what are utopias supposed to look like? What, yes. What does it look like when we are doing what we're supposed to be doing, when the civil government's doing what it's supposed to be doing, when the church, the family, and the individual are doing what the Bible created them to do and doing it the way God intended for us to do? What does that look like? Hmm. And so I think this is a very interesting topic to talk about. Right. Um, And and I think part of that is, you know, what, what is utopianism? And, right. and that's part of the definition for that. Maybe you're going to get into that, so I'm sorry. But, you know, people ask a lot of times, the people with a kingdom-oriented mindset get asked a lot, hey, what are you trying to build a utopia on earth? This isn't going to be heaven on earth here. Um, and the, the point of this is that, well, how do you define utopianism? If you define it the same way that these people historically have defined it, like Thomas More 
his his vision of utopianism well no that's wrong that's not biblical at all that's what we call communism <laughs> so it's a vastly different biblical definition of what utopia actually looks like so yeah go go ahead yeah and mr simmons begins to talk about how people think that the idea of utopian utopia is one which a christian should not take part of and however mr simmons refutes this point with his statement and beginning a quote bonhoeffer is right to criticize a man-made image of a perfect community however i believe we should still make room for a faithful expectation of earthly material and societal blessings this side of heaven mm, yes that's a fantastic quote yep yeah and so then after that Mr. Simmons goes in to show the flaws of utopian, mm. utopian utopianism, uh, saying that Karl Marx, Jean-Jacques Rousseau were both utopians, mm. and then also uh, Thomas More. Yeah, yeah. And also, we have many accounts of recent people trying to start their own communities and accounts of people <laughs> uh, in older generations trying yeah. to start their own utopia. And ultimately failing and becoming worse than the culture. Yes. But he then, going back and backing up that and fixing these problems, is we don't throw out the idea of utopian. Yes. Utopianism. Just because these people got it wrong does not mean it is wrong. Right. We, we, yeah, we don't throw out that general principle that life can fit together, that, that people and, and society can still fit together. It's not going to be perfect, right. but God has outlined ways for all the different parts of society to fit together. And that's still something we can work towards, right? That's, that's what the kingdom looks like is, is working towards getting all the governments under Christ doing what they're supposed to do, working together the way that God has told them to work together. Yeah. Yeah. And even in this, I don't, I don't have this written down, but I, I was reminded of it. But Mr. Simmons was bringing up the point that it was because these other people were getting away from the church. Hmm. Yep. Yep. And I'm so, about to mention that too. Yeah. Right. And so I, I find that very interesting. But going on, and I have another quote yeah. from Mr. Simmons. And, and But to set up this quote, Mr. Simmons points out that the reason these people went wrong is because they had the wrong king. And yep. here's the quote now. Uh, both Christian settlements have kingdoms, but they have different kings, end quote. Yes. Yep. Yep. I love it. Um, yeah. And you know, that's, that's a huge part of, part of that, the, the King, which I'm going to get to in a second, but then also, um, the dangers of trying to set up a settlement or a Christian community without a larger church denomination. Um, and historically when, when this has been tried in Christian circles, Christians have tried to move to a different country, move to a different state, a different place, a couple counties over even, um, and start a new Christian settlement, but because they didn't have a church government, they didn't have 
other churches keeping them accountable, they went way off the reservation and went insane and went down some very, very false theological uh, directions. So having that larger church government, that denomination to hold you accountable in your doctrine is very important. So, um, cool. So I'm going to keep on moving because we are... We're at the hour mark, so <laughs> we we don't we have a lot more to talk about, not a lot of time to do it. So I'm going to move on to my next bullet point. Uh, Raymond Simmons goes on to further compare and contrast worldly ideas of utopia with the true biblical definition of a of a confessional society. And this is kind of what Jake was going into actually a little bit with uh, the the king. What kind of king do you have, right? Uh, firstly, Simmons says that the most important distinction between the two uh, worldly and a confessional. Uh, uh, society um, between those two is is who's in charge, right? Who's in charge of those? Both types of societies may look peaceful and beautiful on the outside, but in a non-biblical utopia, the state tries to make itself God. Um, and as if God's warnings weren't enough, see Samuel, First Samuel eight for uh, warnings about what happens when uh, a man tries to make himself God over a nation. Uh, we see example after example all throughout history of what happens when a civil government tries to replace God and gives itself authority and power when they do not legitimately have that power. And it never ends well. <laughs> uh, communism, Marx, Marxism, socialism, and fascism are all derived from man trying to be God. I found it interesting how Simmons outlined the differences between how utopians and Christians view creation. And this is a different topic. We'll get into that in just a second. Just give a little little taste there. That's where I want to move into. But before I go on, Joe, did you want to add anything to the conversation about um, the differences really between those two approaches to utopianism? I didn't have anything, no. Okay. Uh, Jake? All right. Nope. Sounds good. <laughs> okay, so I'll, I'll keep moving on, and I'm sure this will be uh, spark some conversation here. So, um, you know, I found it interesting how Simmons outlined the differences between how utopians and Christians view creation, uh, which also impacts how they view freedom. So those two are are tied closely together, which I thought was fascinating to study. The Christian recognizes that God is in complete control of his creation. He created and sustains it and has promised not to let it fall away. And while we are still called to be good stewards of the earth, we are not the ones who are solely responsible for keeping the world running. That's not our responsibility at the end of the day, right? Uh, this gives us an encouraging perspective on freedom. Freedom from a biblical perspective, and I liked how Joe made that distinction earlier, biblical freedom comes with biblical responsibility. Uh, biblical freedom is a, is a blessing, something that God gifts to us in, a, in order to better worship him. That's our perspective on freedom from a Christian perspective. But to the utopian, freedom is terrifying. To them, the universe is chaotic, unruly, and they must be uh, solely in control of it. And yeah, if my camera glitched out, it's all right. Keep on rolling. <laughs> uh, freedom is a threat to the control of the utopian in society. As Simmons says, they believe freedom only makes things more chaotic. If they let people have freedom, they cannot control them enough to be in complete control of creation. And um, I mean, coming coming from their own perspective of atheism, then that that's totally true. Yep. Uh, because if you allow people to have freedom, they have no moral compass to believe that murder is wrong or stealing is wrong yes so they, they really if if you allow them to then they will that's and, totally true but 
freedom to someone who has a biblical view and, and a biblical mindset is they we have our own rules yes we uh joe and i go to this camp and i i like it because at the beginning of camp they say they only they they don't have very many rules because we have the christian mindset they Mm -hmm. do not need to enact rules because we all understand biblical concepts yeah yep precisely yeah and when when the holy spirit is your governor and a, and a governor is is a, a mechanism. Uh, it's actually an, an electrical mechanism in origin. A governor used to determine the amount of electricity that was allowed to flow through. So it would change the amount of voltage that was allowed to go through. So when you think of it as a, a governor governs the, um, the things that people can do, that governs the ability for someone to do things, governs what they're what they're capable of doing. So um, the Holy saying- Spirit, go ahead. I was asking, so are you saying that the governor or government is a switch? Kind of, in a way, because it it, it, it governs our actions um, to a point, right? And, and that's a that's important to recognize what that point is. The Bible's pretty clear on what that point is. Um, but when we when we have the Holy Spirit as our internal governor, right? When we as an individual are governed by the Holy Spirit. The, the Holy Spirit controls our actions, restrains us from doing what our wicked, fallen hearts want to do. But from the perspective of someone who's studying humanity without the Bible, all they see is the fallen nature of man. And they don't see a governor that is within us from God. They don't see the restraining hand of God um, not just through common grace, but also through his Holy Spirit on an individual level working to redeem us and sanctify us, they don't see that at all. So because of that, freedom is horrifying because they see everyone as being the absolute, their absolute own worst enemy. And that's true. Apart from God, we are our own worst enemy. But they're missing that crucial part of the equation in order to make actual, informed, and intelligent and wise decisions. Go ahead. It it got to my thought process or my mind was thinking or i don't know what the right term is anyway i was thinking about earlier i like earlier today or the past week it was it just hit me what do the other religions have to live for i mean christianity we are here we're we're sinners but we have the second coming of christ to look forward to to go up to heaven uh but um evolutionists atheists we're here and we're here. That's it. There's no yes. further on. Oh, yeah. If, there, if we're talking about secular worldviews, then definitely, there's, yeah. There's really, what's the point? I mean, for us as Christians, we can be we can be glad about death because we, we know that there's going to be another point in life. But for, for a, a secular or, yeah, a worldview, a secular worldview, I don't see a lot of religions that say, oh, after this life, okay, the Native American, that's the only other one that I can think of that they believe that, well, once you die, your spirit goes somewhere. But um, Yeah, I mean, a lot of the counterfeit, uh, 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 you've got Buddhism, Hinduism, you've got, you know, uh, Islamicism, or Islamics, you know, you've, you, there's Jehovah's Witness, you know, all of those sorts of things. But, but if you're talking from a purely uh, non-secular 
perspective or a purely secular perspective if we're talking from an atheistic perspective then yes they don't have unfortunately much to live for it yep. kind of it kind of more um shows the reason why christianity is true because there is that okay christ is coming we can look forward to that and that's actually gonna happen yeah it's an interesting perspective joe yeah thanks for sharing mm-hmm um all right so i yeah and i'd love to have more discussion on this but we got to keep rolling so (laughs) all right so now we're getting into chapter 14 um in chapter 14 simmons um began to really get into the specifics of what we should start doing to create confessional counties which is kind of what the whole book has been about setting up the preface for why we need confessional counties what a confessional county looks like um all the things that are involved in creating a confessional county now we're talking about specifically what can we start doing today what are the outlines what are the very specific and practical means of doing this so he starts by reframing the reframing the question from how do i start to what conditions need to be present in order for me to start. Uh, This, he says, will help you figure out what counties to move to in order to begin creating slash restoring confessional counties throughout America. And so the rest of this uh, discussion I've kind of put under the category of uh, what relates to our theme the best, right? I think 14 related pretty directly to our theme. And again, theme, last time I'm going to say this theme. So theme is what does it really mean to be salt and light in this dark world? It's all about preserving and shining out as a light, a beacon to other counties, nations, what have you around, making them jealous for God's justice. That's what that's what we're in the uh, business of doing when we are light to this world. Lights in this world make other people jealous for what it is we have, what God we worship. They want the same thing. That's a righteous jealousy, to want to do what God tells us to do, to, to, to yearn for that, right? So that's what we're in the business of doing as Christians. We should be in the business of doing, rather. Um, so to me, the first and most important condition that Simmons says we should look for, and actually, this isn't just to me, this is, he outlined as this, this is one of the most important things. We should be looking for counties and states with good homeschooling laws. That's top of the list. That is one of the most important things, homeschooling laws. Families are the building blocks of society. If you can't train your own children, you can't hope to create a truly confessional and comprehensively Christian county. It all starts there. So yeah. go ahead, Jake. Yeah, I, I have two bullet points in this. And actually, you're going to conflict a little bit in this. Not not conflict, but um, we're both going to be talking about the same Overlap. Things. Gotcha. Um. But talking specifically about that Dylan rule versus home rule. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to get to that. Yep. And so I I wanted to just give my basic paraphrase of what they are, and then you can give the specific um, what what Mr. Simmons specifically talks about. But first I wanted to bring up that this chapter, which is all about how we are to practically bring in confessionalism, uh, gives us some steps we can take. And the, the first point, and like Bruce said, the most important point, according to Mr. Simmons, is homeschooling. Yeah. He says that not only are we supposed to do homeschooling, but we are also to support states who promote homeschooling. Now, that, yes. was, that was just a brief, brief paraphrase. And then he, he goes into even more further depth, talking about the difference between 
villain rule and home rule. Yes. And, yep. And specifically, that home rule is the better of the two. Um, but just just as a brief explaining what these are, uh, these two refer to a state's constitution and can be found in a state's constitution. Um, in the constitution of each state, they will either have a Dillon rule or home rule, or a mix of the both, as Mr. Simmons says. Um, and the difference between them is first, Dillon rule is where the state allows towns to make laws in in some areas where, um, and, and that what that means is that the, the towns or counties are allowed to make and change and do what they want to some laws. They, they can't, they can't make laws in all areas. They can only do it in a small fraction. Yes. And this differs from home rule where the, the state lets them make laws in all areas as long as it doesn't conflict with the state constitution and, and also the, the, the federal constitution. Yes. Um, yeah. But, so like a good example of that would, I think, be building codes. Right. So, for example, um, in a home rule state, um, they would probably be able to build to in a county. We're talking about a county's relationship to federal government and the state government. So in a county, it, you uh, in a home rule state, you would be able to set all of the building regulations that you want and change those and make and make those decisions in a Dillon rule state. It would depend on whether the state has allowed that County to make decisions in the category of building laws and codes. So they, the state has to specifically give categories and, and areas of control to the counties and say, okay, you can make laws about building codes and about city planning and about, I don't know, education. But you can't make laws about, for example, road development or road construction or whatever, right? So then, and this is in a Dillon state, right? Um, right? So then the county would not be able to build laws in this area that the state said, no, nope, you can't write laws about, you know, I don't know, speed limits or whatever, right? Totally arbitrary thing there. But uh, as an example, in a home rule state, you would be able to, the county can say, hey, you know, I can make, we can make as whatever laws we want as long as they don't conflict with the uh, national constitution, the federal constitution, or the state constitution. They have complete freedom to make the laws provided they don't conflict with those two documents. So, yeah, that's a really good yeah. distinction, Jake. Yeah. And talking about, going back to that point, talking about the freedom, and the more freedom that the state gives, the, um, the responsibility the state, the, this town gives to um, its people. Yes. And I, I find that very interesting, because Mr. Simmons does point out that in, in a home rule state, it lends itself to freer towns and counties. Hmm. Yep. Yep. Home rule is where it gives more leniency, give more freedom. It, it yes. lets them do what what they need and what they want. And and that is surprising because you're you're really giving them more power, but but it lends itself to a freer yeah. account. 
Well, you know, Joe and I were were making uh, we were discussing this little uh, yesterday, actually, the day mm-hmm. before, and this actually goes back to the doctrine of the lesser magistrates because what you're doing is you're giving more control to the lesser magistrates. And again, lesser just means lower on the totem pole. It doesn't mean that they're less important. It just means they have a little less authority, right? A county has less authority over less space than the state does, right? State is larger, contains multiple counties. County is just a smaller version of that, right? So it would be lesser because of the amount of area that it has control over, not because of its level of importance. But a a home rule state is um uh is actually giving more power to the lesser magistrates than a Dillon rule state because the home rule state allows counties the lesser magistrates to have more power over itself and its constituents the people that live in its own citizens right so you're actually giving more power the Dillon rule now you've put power instead of power in the hands of the county you've now reversed it and power's going in the wrong direction now and it's power is granted now by the state instead of power being granted by the county which is the way that it should be so yeah really good uh really good discussion topic topic to bring up thanks jake um all right so i'm gonna wrap i'm just gonna run through some stuff really quickly uh but before i do joe did you have anything you wanted to add to that conversation Kind of slightly. I don't know if it quite goes in or not, but uh, as an electrician, I do believe that there are some codes that, for safety reasons, now we could talk about it later on whether or not how enforced they are by the government. Now the government could say these are some safety precautions that you should look at to um, have a... A safe house especially when it comes to wiring because as an electrician I know if you wire a house wrong you can blow up a house very simple and very easily so yeah. I do think that some of these regulations codes are at least helpful because if you build a house and you aren't a expert in electrical you could easily blow up your house you could shock yourself in a swimming pool so I do think there is a matter of checks and balances the point though at which the civil government gets involved is dramatically different than the way it's set up now mm-hmm. right i mean biblically speaking they wouldn't get involved until after someone's been hurt yep. hurt right mm-hmm. so and then at that point that's when the civil government would say well you didn't follow this you know code mm-hmm. you didn't build it this way which we know is safe mm-hmm. so that's why you're being brought up on charges because someone was hurt because of your actions but until that point like if a house is being built, the civil government should not be involved in that mm. house building process whatsoever. There should be no requirement for an inspector to say, yep, you're good because I say you're good to go, mm-hmm. right? It shouldn't be the power of one person from the civil government that says, I believe that this house is safe, so therefore my word is law and you're now okay to build that house. That's mm. not at all how it should be. Yeah. But, but good point though. I totally understand that. After a crime has been committed. (laughs) I I think that the NEC, the National Electric Code, should be a book that's out there, not really heavily enforced until some crime's been committed, somebody's been hurt because they got electrocuted, so forth and so on. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Definitely. Because that's, again, going back to that, the more freedom you give people, the more responsibility they have. Yes. The, the, The argument that someone would have against that is like 
well, we don't want to go around killing people, but <laughs> we have to put in these regulations, otherwise people are going to die left and right. Mm-hmm. But, but again, that, that idea, and, and this goes for a whole bunch of things, and because the more freedom you give, the more responsibility you give as well. Mm-hmm. It's the same as yeah. Yeah. getting rid of the drinking age. Mm-hmm. To most people, that, that idea is, well, that's crazy. Now now younger kids are going to have it, and they're not going to know how to use it. Well, yes, but then the responsibility falls on the parents. Yes. Mm. However, the, the argument against that is that the majority of parents aren't responsible. Well, why but do again, you think like, that is? Because. <laughs> that? It's because it's, why do you think they, why do you think that is? It's because they haven't had to be responsible, because exactly. the state has become the parent. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Yep. It, they used to be way more responsible. What's changed? Well, yeah. the civil government started to pretend like it was a father or a mother taking care of us, its children. It's like, yeah, big brother, right. It's like, uh, no, that's not your job. <laughs> I yep. remember reading those Farmer Boy and Laura Ingalls <laughs> books. Kids were doing out chores at age oh, like yeah. eight or nine. Yep, the amount of responsibility they took on. Yeah. Waking up at four in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Milking the cows. Well, I'm not particularly fond of going back to that. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even have the electricity. They oh, had candlelights. Yes. Yes. So parts of that was good, and then other parts, eh, not so much. <laughs> All right. So I'm just going to, we're there's we're definitely not going to get to everything that I wanted to get to which is fine, um, but I do want to wrap up with two more bullet points. Okay. Um, Simmons wraps up his conditions list on page 170 or 167 with one final note. Uh, he says, lastly, and this is his quote, lastly, I recommend a state that has high land freedom. By land freedom, I mean low taxes, little to no building codes, and not many zoning restrictions. Having no building codes, or at least no enforcement of building codes, allows you to build a house and live in it while you finish it. This enables families to stay out of debt and still build a multi-generational house big enough to house large families. They can trim out the house as they go, maybe, or even uh, finish out bedrooms only when needed, end quote. So, when you put, we've just been having this discussion about personal responsibility. When you put responsibility back in the hands of the people, amazing things will happen. Mm-hmm. People staying out of debt, multi-generational families. So nursing homes because it become a thing of the past. You know, all of these things that the government now has taken upon themselves. Uh, what you, what is age panel? What do they call that? Death panel? When a person gets to a certain age, they just kill them. Wait, that's, what? They're doing that's that in thing? China. They're doing that in multiple countries, and they want to do it in the U.S. because they're a drain on society. And why are they a drain on society? They're a drain on society because they aren't working. Well, because they aren't working because they're too old to. But they don't have family that's taking care of them. So who's taking care of them? The government. Civil government, exactly. It's stepping into the role of the family, which the Bible says when people get that old, their sons and daughters should take care of them. Specifically, I think their sons should take care of them, right? It's a multi-generational thing. So what Bert, you know, Simmons is talking about, this multi-generational house, which you can't build these sorts of houses that accommodate multiple generations in the amount of debt that families are in right now. The amount of financial struggles that we're in because of the burden of the ridiculous restrictions placed on us by our civil government. It, it's detrimental in so many areas. You can't even begin to describe how detrimental it is when the government goes outside of its realm yeah, finally actually, oh go ahead very <laughs> finally this 
this also goes back to the point that we were making before that the government likes to make the problems so then they can fix yes. it later. <laughs> the government created yeah. the problems of debt and homeless people. Yes. That they now they have to fix it with more programs. Yeah, and and murder essentially. And <laughs> honestly, have they actually fixed those problems yet? Yeah, nope. No. No. Nope. But but they they look good. Yes. Because it looks like they're trying to fix Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. good point there. Yep. Yep. Keyword trying. Yes. Haven't they look trying. they look good. They aren't good, but they look good. And that's what's the most important. It's called virtue signaling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um Yeah, go ahead, Joe. Sorry. You got I something had, to say. Had something to oh, okay. You were taking deep inhale. All right. Looks like you were gonna say something. Sorry. All right. So <laughs> finally, here we go. <laughs> Simmons adds, I'm, I'm picking up on like ver- ver- visual cues and verbal cues. Que- like I'm trying to like anticipate when you got something to say. And I'm like, oh, oh, uh, oh, he's got something. To- no, no. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Okay. Don't want to keep you on your toes. Yeah. Keep me on my toes. My <laughs> adrenaline's totally going. So, all right. So <laughs> Simmons adds to this a reminder that the civil government does not own land, even though they might think they do what yeah what the civil government doesn't have land god owns the land and when a civil government acts like it owns the land simmons says they are trampling on the crown rights of king jesus they do not own land biblically speaking government should not own land and constitutionally speaking if we're talking about the founding fathers the country that they originally created the civil government did not own land and now they want to own 30% of America. And That's a lot of land. <laughs> so since they don't own land, how come we have to pay property taxes? Yeah, there you go, Joe. Boom, honing right in on the major issue, property taxes. You're essentially renting your land from the government. If you stop paying it, what happens? They come in and take it as if it were theirs. Instead of realizing that, oh, they don't own it, I do. I'm the one who paid for it. I'm the one who works it. I'm the one who God gifted with it. Because ultimately it belongs to God. And he gifts it to us. Right? But it still belongs to God. It does not at all. In no part of that equation is the civil government involved. So the the, the, the concept that they can tax you and make you pay rent on your own property is ridiculous. So but it comes down to we said, hey, School our kids. We're okay with giving yes. our land. School our we, kids, and we're, we, we're good. We've done so many things, Joe. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. We've, go, we've given up so many of our freedoms for convenience. It yep. really goes back to that quote from Benjamin Franklin. You give up a little yes. freedom for security. security, you deserve none. Yes, yes. Excellent. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, you know, I have a lot more I want to say, but I'm not going to be able to say it, so... You'll <laughs> just, just have gonna... to do a deep dive. Yeah, well, you know what? We should do a deep dive on the rest mm-hmm. of this. This is some really good stuff. But, and if you want to watch that deep dive, you're going to have to follow us on our pro First Amendment platforms, such as Gab, Gab TV, Odyssey, and Rumble, which is where you can find all of our videos. Really, we'd love for you to check us out on those instead of platforms like YouTube that censor us. Don't watch us on YouTube. Go to Rumble. <laughs> um, or Gab TV. Gab TV is awesome. All right, before I move on, Jake, anything you want to add before I wrap things up? No. Very right. interesting and amazing discussions. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This was this was really good stuff. Um, and I really feel like I should break this up into, like, half. The, the current events and then the literature segment and post part one, part two. But we'll see what happens. 
Listen to them both. Yes, listen to them both. You're doing like a Jedi mind trick there with your hand. Like, listen to listen my to words. <laughs> right. So, all right. Well, thank you everyone so much for watching us today. We really appreciate it. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Do us a favor and leave us a five-star review and a review if you like the show on our plaid, plaid, plaid forsting platforms. Uh, Are you okay? <laughs> podcasting platforms. <laughs> I can words, I swear. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, go to our website, trdshow.net. It's going to get a major update potentially before the next show. So if you log on there like during the week and you're like, what changed? Is this the right website? Yeah, you're on the right website. It's just really new and it looks cool. Really cool now. So, yes. Uh, also, we're going to be probably, hopefully, releasing our merch store shortly. So we're very excited to talk about that. Uh, but until then... We will see you in the next episode. And remember, everyone, in all that you do, do as unto the Lord. <laughs>